from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number three. Wow, that hour went We're back. Really, went really quick. It always uh, goes fast. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, and uh, Bill George in the studio with you live and in person and uh, hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. Hope you get out there in the <clears throat> nice, humid weather and go find something to do today. Wow. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be out fishing. Uh, last hour, we talked a little bit to uh, Erica and her little adventures out there, uh, I guess, didn't she spot the whale? Did she film it or something? Uh, the she little... spotted him. And then uh, I saw it on the news, and, you know, of course, it made it on the local television news and things like that. Uh, people thought it was uh, an orca out there swimming around. And... It's not an orca. I mean, orcas do go to tropical waters. They will do that. Dude, they're all connected. I know people say, well, there's there's no way that that would be out there. There's no way that that's Dude. Uh, if you find iguanas and uh, tegus and everything else out in the Everglades, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find pretty I, much I'm not saying, but if you actually look at the photo, right, you so, you see the photos. If you look up a killer whale, their dorsal fins are more straight. Vertical. And, and yeah. they have that more so, of that triangle effect, right? No, no, no. And if you look up a pilot whale or a false killer whale, because a false killer whale looks exactly like it with the black and white, but their dorsal is more curved, like a dolphin. Well, I don't care about what their fins look like. What do their teeth look like and yeah. what their attitude? Well, they're, they're probably the same. But you know, if it's straight. a false killer whale, it's not going to attack you. Well, the, the, I, I just wanted <laughs> to, uh, you, you know. since you were talking about <laughs> whales, there was a, uh, a story that came out this past week where a couple of fishermen from the war-torn Middle Eastern nation uh, have become lucky and become millionaires overnight, thanks to a whale. Doing. They found out in the Gulf of Aden, uh, 35 men from Yemen found the carcass of a sperm whale floating out at sea. Uh, turned out to contain $1.5 million worth of the rare ambergris. Basically, like <laughs> whale vomit, you know? Okay. Uh, it's a waxy substance. It's almost rock light in appearance, referred to as whale vomit, uh, that's produced by the intestines of the uh, sperm whale. And the substance can be found floating in the ocean, washed up on beaches around the world. And if you ever find it, it's worth tons of money. Whale vomit. Yes. It's highly pressure of this. Uh, I don't have it. Uh, And you know what they use it for most of the time? Ambergris. A-M-B-E-R-G-R-I-S. Ambergris. Highly valued by perfumers. It helps the uh, (laughs) scent stay longer. Whale vomit. That's awesome. Whale vomit. And uh, these guys uh, went out there. They found it. And they said, basically, it's like finding treasure. $1.5 million worth of treasure, basically, inside the whale. That's sad. So they had to go and uh, cut it open and get it all out. And I guess they were smart enough to know that it was in there to get it out. And uh, and made themselves uh, 
basically millionaires you, overnight. Do you haul that thing back to the shallows to cut it up, <laughs> or are you out there trying to crawl into? Well, they found it. <laughs> a whale. They found it dead, so I'm sure it's probably floating out there. It's like yeah. standing on a big giant boat. So I, I'm sure it smelled really good too. Uh, yeah, that's Blech. that's mentioned in the story that the smell was quite uh, quite yeah. nasty. But now I always associate dead whales with one other fish. Sharks. Great white sharks. Yep. Great white sharks have a tendency to find those things just and stay uh, around them and eat them. Just hang out for days and days on end, just filling up and so having a good old don't time. Don't fall off the whale. That's what I'm saying. If you're going <laughs> to curl up on this whale and go get the ambergris, then you might want to have somebody back on the boat, kind of like what Erica did, and go, hey, 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 there's, there's another one coming up. You might want to get close. He's coming up on your side. That's uh, nuts, dude. No way. But now $1.5 million worth of whale vomit lifted them out of poverty, so good for them. Now I want to go find a whale. <laughs> There's one out in the Gulf. You can go out and do your thing right there. So going back to the whales, though, I mean, if you really look at it, though, a, a false killer whale looks very similar to an orca, but they're from the pilot whale family. I don't care. They're not out there to eat me. I, I just don't care. Why not? You should care. If I'm out there, if I was out swimming around and all of a sudden a whale popped up, and did its thing, I'd be like, oh, cool. I'm not going to panic. Why wouldn't I be in Why? the water? If you were in the water and you saw that, you would still stay in the water. Dude, I, every, everybody I know that owns a pair of fins who dives offshore at one time or another has jumped off the boat and either swam out to a whale shark or well, swam I, that's out with a I bunch of do. dolphins. Or do swam, well, then what's the difference between that and a false killer whale? Uh, because the well, if it's a killer whale, he he'll eat you. You don't know they're that. called a killer whale for a reason. They don't. They're not known to eat people. They eat salmon. They eat seals. You know, they eat if sharks. They're hungry enough, and you're swimming in the water and frolicking around eighty miles offshore. Your food. I thought they were smarter than that. I thought they could detect that you're a mammal too. And why would they want to mess? But with they'll you? come and help you. I don't know. Yeah, they may swim you back to shore. <laughs> you may be able to jump on his back. What was it? What was free it? Willy? Free Willy. It'd be Free Willy all over again. You're so stupid. You'd ride like a mermaid. <laughs> or a merman. Can't discriminate. Now that would be worth seeing on the news. That would be funny, actually. Your big old butt riding on the back of a false killer whale all the way back to uh, Indian Rocks Beach. What, what's that? I'm on a boat. I'm well, he with just dolphins and... out front. <laughs> Let's go up to Hubbard's Marine. I want to go by and wave at everybody. Hey, Dylan. What's Dylan, up? Dylan, what's up? Look at me. Look what I caught. Can you do this with Hubbard's? Yeah. <laughs> but you can't do this off your boat. No, that'd be, don't be picking on Dylan. He's a great guy. He is, but I thought you You sure you didn't keep drinking all the way through this weekend? Uh, <laughs> no, I have not. I got happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awfully long pause. I was waiting for an answer. I wasn't drinking He wasn't all sure. Weekend. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, well, I, Captain Greg Marks just texted me. He goes, haven't you ever seen Blackfin? They're like pets, fool. Yeah. They are. They're 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 no big deal. Ay, ay, ay. The only two sharks I really have to worry about, I think, if I'm ever out anywhere, is bull sharks. The only two that really that I have any fear of in they're tropical waters, tiger sharks, bull sharks, and tigers. See, ding that's ding a, ding. That's about the only two things I worry about. Thank you, Bela, for listening to the show. We appreciate it. I just, um, you know, great whites. Yeah, uh, you know, there's been sightings, and uh, I'm telling you, me and JJ saw one on the north side of the Skyway, and. 
that still doesn't keep me out of the water. I'm still going to go fish. And well, tigers and bulls are the more aggressive of the sharks out there anyways. I mean, well, like, I mean, great white. If they're hungry, they're going to they're gonna eat you regardless. No, they're just big, and they're just mean, and they just eat anything. Those are the two that you literally look at and go, yeah, that one right there. Yeah, yeah that could eat me. Well, who was the guy? Was it Manny? They used to jump in the water with the with the tigers. Yes, and the, that guy yeah. was crazy. And the alligators on stuff. Yeah. After you know, you remember Bill Hardman he used to work down oh, yeah. at the club. Big yeah. Bill. He owns uh, aquatic. You know, uh, he owns his own dive shop. Dive shop there. Yep. You you know how big he is. He's not a small individual. No, not at all. And anybody who's ever seen him out at the uh, St. Pete Open, uh, he's a large individual who dives very very deep water and goes down for very very big big fish. When he tells me the story about the time that he was out there and something literally hit him in the back so hard that, and it was pushing him, him through the water like he was on the front of a freight train, his arms and legs back behind him, he couldn't do anything, literally hit him in the back and was pushing him as far as he could go. God, and then finally let go, and when he turned to look, all he saw was the distinct tail of what looked like to be a tiger. Great white. Oh, really? Yeah. So after that story, it was kind of like, he's like, so when are you going to get uh, your kid out there and learn to scuba dive? I'm like, yeah, probably never after that. <laughs> that had to be the big shark. To move a man like yeah, that? Yeah, because Bill's not a small guy. He said it almost ripped off his mask, his regular, I mean, everything. It hit him so hard in the back. It God. just knocked his arms and legs back behind him. And he was like on the front of a, of a train being pushed through the water. Greg's schooling us via text. You know, they feel with their gums, they bite you, they're just trying to feel what you are. It's, it's like a hug. <laughs> a soft, gentle hug. Yeah, okay. with lots of With lots of hardened enamel between it. Thanks, Captain Greg. We appreciate you. I'll let him hug you next time. Yeah. <laughs> hug him first. Yeah. He's little. <laughs> We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back in a second. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Great Vince and Bill hanging out with you, along with uh, Diego here live in the studio. If you'd like to call and comment, you know you're always welcome to. It is the uh, it's the freedom that we offer to each and every one of our listeners. It doesn't matter what your topic is, you can call in and we'll try to help or bother you completely. 888-404-1010 or 888-404-1010 if you'd like to call in. Uh, a couple of stories that also came out this past week. It looks like uh, red piranha have now been found in the, uh, a lake in Louisiana. Uh, so now they not only have uh, water moccasins, alligators, and whatever else lives out, lives out there in the No swamp. season or bag limit. No season or bag limit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's scary. Uh, you know, that's apparently, again, illegal fish somehow made it to the United States and uh, is now turned to loose. Um, out there, you know, one of the most toothy and feared uh, creatures that's ever uh, been on the movie screen. Uh, you know, the old Piranha movies. You remember those that came oh, out yeah. and, uh, are now um, uh, swimming in the waters of Louisiana, which, by the way, as they pointed out, is highly illegal. They are not even allowed to be in the state. So, so you know, some backwood Louisiana country boy 
said, I had these piranhas. They ate my kitty cat. I'm going to throw them in the swamp. Could have been a pet. Don't know. That, uh, otherwise, there's, uh, there's no way an osprey carried what? it all the way from South America to here and dropped it <laughs> That's in That's a long ride. I, I can tell you the state of Florida is looking more and more. You know, they keep prohibiting this and they prohibit that. They You know, and they keep going down the line prohibiting. There's a real big thought process about going and saying, you can't bring anything in here unless we've okayed it instead of constantly being behind the curve. Well, I mean, you think about it. We, we worry about human trafficking. We worry about all that other things, and, and it's a huge deal. But animal trafficking is just as bad, if not worse, because it's hurting the environment. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, we had a guy. I don't know how they get here in the first place. How do they make it through inspection? And you ever seen like snakes that? on a plane? Come on. How are you going to carry a red piranha down your shorts? I mean, uh, that ain't going to work that way, bro. Listen, there was a major uh, trafficking ring that started here in Florida with our wildlife being exported out. And it's something uh, I bet you you've never even heard of being in the state of Florida. Flying squirrels. Yeah, the flying squirrels. I've heard of them. I didn't know they were here. They were here. Number one buyer was uh, Korea. Yeah. Really? For pets. Yeah. They were selling them and getting them out of here. And up in Pennsylvania, we can't hardly get rid of the things. Where are there flying squirrels in Florida? They're all over the place. They're everywhere. Uh, Central Florida. Really? Yeah. I'm just used to the little rats we have around here in the trees. No, no, no. These are, they're about chipmunky size. And, you know, you see them out there scrambling on a tree. They're good. They're very, uh, yeah. they're very well hidden. And well, they let's, don't... Let's, we got Jonathan on the phone, so let's see if he's got but any I'll, flying squirrels up there. But I was going to say that Louisiana is not alone in this fight because piranhas have previously been discovered in Texas, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, Ohio, Minnesota, Michigan, Massachusetts, Hawaii, and Florida. Interesting. So, obviously, they're getting around. Well, well listen, now. they keep finding alligators in the Allegheny up in Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Somebody's bringing them back in they're the They're taking them back from their trips, but and they're why? saying, oh, we can't keep this thing, and they eh, let it go. Yeah, it'll die. So, Just why aren't we tracking down? Why aren't we tracking these people down and really cracking them hard? They are. They're trying. You can't even but figure you don't out hear where them. the dirty water's but coming from. you don't from. hear about it, though. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Get closer. Push the button. <laughs> Good morning, Jonathan. Jonathan. How are things up in Bluntstown? Wrong button. Okay, try that button. Hi. Good morning, Jonathan. How are things in Bluntstown? Well, <laughs> right now I'm, uh, I guess, applying for a job for the uh, Bluntstown Municipal Road Crew. But, you know, just so, part of the job. No piranha sightings, no bear sightings, no red snapper fishing? Uh, what? Fl- flying squirrels. Uh, no, I'm actually training a couple of hogs up here for Vince whenever he decides he finally wants to come up here and, you know. My phone works both ways. I'm ready. Let's go. Hey, hey, that in, that, no, that invite's been on the table for over a year. <laughs> I'm so, ready. Let's go. What are you ready? Let's put it on the books. Um, the water, the, the water life needs to come find out what the swamp life's all about. Let's get her done. Let's put it on the books. So I had uh, we had two. I have two yesterday that uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me with this illness or something. Things are starting to try me again for some reason. <laughs> like they were fo- they were following us around when we were doing all the feeders last night in the dark since it was nice and cool. And it's like, hey man, hurry up! Come on, we're hungry. Put some more corn out. Hurry up! Yep. Yeah, well, they'll do that. Seriously. Well, that's all good until they start sleeping on your porch. 
Yeah. 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 They flop down there and they root around in your garden and then your wife is going, get those things out of here. It was fun for a week. The, the thing is, is you're, you'd be mad about him sleeping on the porch. Me, I would smile because that would just make my job easier. <laughs> less less, less uh, time to carry and uh, clean them out quick. That would be the ones that Vince goes after. He's like, uh, coffee in one hand, rifle in the other. Can I just shoot this one off the back porch? <laughs> that would be easy. Open easy the piece. kitchen window. Yeah. Oh, slow open that sliding glass door up. Let's do it. Bang, boom, bow. We're done. So you're getting things ready for the season? Yes, sir. All right. Yes. How are the uh, food plots looking? I know uh, looking at Tom Free this past week, they had a ton of rain out in Missouri, so they couldn't get out there and do a lot of plowing and things that they wanted to do. Of course, we don't have that, that problem yet here. but uh, That's exactly why my seed is still in the bag. Ah, uh, well, that's, well, that sucks. Well, you know, rainy season's right around the corner, and mm-hmm. usually where you are up there right now, they get it first when that front or something pushes through, so... Hopefully it won't well, be very much longer. Well, I brought no. a tiller and back for PA, and I sent you a pick. I I mm-hmm. tested it out last night, so. And there you go. Are you doing that on your property, or are you going to yeah. go out to the lease and do I'm it I'm going to do it in both, oh, but okay. I tested it out at home. That's very nice. Well, that's oh, good. Nice. Get everything done. Season's coming up no. quick. Yep, we got the Expo's coming up the 23rd through the 25th, so. Hopefully, we'll be booking some hunts there. Very nice. That's coming up on July. July Perfect. 23rd through the 25th. Yeah, July 23rd through the 25th. I was like, I'm like I got something to and, do. And, I, and I've got those nice green lights that I have on my feeders that you can go nighttime hog hunting with. That They'll be there, too. So Very nice. Go do the kapow at night when the mosquitoes can carry out. Oh, no, you get a thermosel. You'll be fine. True. Yeah. Well. I just heard y'all talking about the snakes earlier, so that's what I can't wait to get Vince up here and do a nighttime hog hunt with him and let a uh, bobcat <laughs> scream like happened one time with a couple of clients and see how fast he probably climbs on top of the buggy. But that's- I'll probably be climbing on your shoulders, dude. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> no, he'll be brave enough. He'll be brave enough to stop and just look at you and go, "What the blah 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 blah, blah was that?" If, uh, you, if uh, you just put out some tiki torches and this and that, <laughs> sure, he's, he'll be he'll be right. A couple lawn chairs, he'll be all right. You some know? steel drum music in the background. Yeah. Again, you know what? I am not overly worried because I'm with people I trust, and I trust you guys with my life. And I know Jonathan will let anything happen yeah, so it's all good vince, vince is a friend so i mean at least the thing i could say with these two guys they were clients and it was hilarious to see guys nearly as big as me i turned into santa claus when that bobcat let loose a howl and both i had one on one knee and one on the other knee and they were both looking at me like what the was that <laughs> yeah and that's when you say skunk, that's when you say skunk ape Chupacabra. Chupacabra <laughs> or skunk ape. It's out here. Skunk ape. It's Florida skunk ape. Don't I'm, worry about I'll it. I'll be like, Jonathan, am I going to live? You got a gun. <laughs> You're fine. No, it's Buck Hunter. You get 500 extra points. All right. Well, let's go, man. Let's put it on the book. Seriously. Let, text, <laughs> text me after the show, and let's, let's get something on the calendar. Get a date started so we can stop this conversation. Jeez. Just get it done. Let's go. go I'm ready. Kill something. I'm ready to go kill. I need some new it. hog. I have like a little bit I'm left wait, in the hey, freezer. I'm waiting. He's so. up there already. Where are you at? Right, well, what are we doing next weekend? <laughs> You're fishing. Oh, crap. You're snapper fishing next you weekend. You don't even remember. You're as bad as Braden. I got so much going on. I man. remembered what hey. he was doing. He should be remembering what I'm doing. Yeah. Make uh, it easy. I'm, 
Listen. I'm coming in there to hang out with my boys next weekend, and then after Saturday, after the radio show, this white boy is heading to the beach in Marco Island for the Cattlemen's Convention, and I'm going to get a suntan. Uh, Please put some sun lotion on. Phone, I'm giving you some dates. I'm going to be gone yep. February 28th through March 11th. Got it. Okay. What's that all Got about? It. That's my Hawaii trip. Hawaii? What? <laughs> That a boy. You live you in Florida. Go to Hawaii? Why would you go to Hawaii? Because it's, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, hunt, uh, That's you're right. out of your mind. I cannot hunt a turkey on a volcano here in Florida. You could go to the Yucatan. You, you could go down there and shoot a. a What's wrong with down? Hawaii? It's, it's a different type of paradise. Who cares? Hey, you can hunt all kinds of stuff in Hawaii. Yeah, I know yes. you can. And you can fish all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and you can do that all here too. Oh, why would, why would you ever is, go to Hawaii? Why, why would you even go to Hawaii? What is wrong with you? Jonathan, no what is wrong with him? So, Do the ranch tour. That's all I say. All I'm going to say is do the ranch tour while you're over there. It's Parker? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping they'll be open. Yes. Really? It, it's you want to go ride around in a ranch? I'll call Carrie Lights. He can go ride around no, looking no, at cows no, no, all no, no, day. No, no, Y'all no, busted no. my chops about the beach okay. and the tiki torches. You can be looking at cows. Moo. Oh, that's exciting. Get the camera, honey. No, no, no. People who okay, go. Vince, you come up here, stuff Braden in the truck, and bring him too. So, because he's supposed to be coming and bringing the kids. All right, yeah. well, let's do it. Well, I'd rather go there than Hawaii. That's for dang sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's not even a bridge to Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sorry. That was, that was good, though. <laughs> no, we got. Let's, all right, Braden. When can you go with me up to Bloodstone? I don't know. Well, we have to. I have no idea because apparently Bill George say, is going to be gone hey, in Hawaii. I'm trying to get a broadcast done up here and all that, so I say here we go. All right. Live on air, I'm putting it out there. Living the water life, big and wild outdoors, TV show, done. slash live broadcast done. from Family Heritage Outdoors. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Erica, you're listening, girl. We're going to uh, Bloodstown. Hey, we'll turn around, uh, Vince shoot oh. it. We'll turn around, clean it, and make breakfast sausage and... Everything right then, boom, done. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'm in. Lori and the girls will be ready in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Well, I don't know. Now I'm rethinking the whole thing. Maybe I should just go to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, stop it. Braided gun. <laughs> you know what? That's like saying I want to go to Canada. What the hell? Why would I want to go there? Why oh, not? Right. It's something different. Different. Don't, don't, don't you know it? If I want to see different, I'll go to down to the Everglades. Well, there is different down there. Yeah, there is. Oh, my Lord. All right, Jonathan, get out of here. Go do something. All right, brother, love you. Go get that tractor stuck somewhere. Be good. All right, see you. Bye. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors taking a fast break. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring you on Vince Noble and uh, Bill George. He's right there. And Diego on the other side of the glass. Diego under glass. Yes. I got this uh, story this past week from the Washington Post, but I did not hear anything about it on our local news. I'm sure Bill George didn't hear anything about it because he was up in Pennsylvania. And, of course, uh, 
Vince didn't hear anything about it because he was in a drunken stupor. <laughs> With tiki torches. Florida man accused of killing iguanas. Oh, yeah. Uses stand-your-ground defense to try to get the charges dropped. Oh, the one that bit him, yes. tore him up, and yes. then he what, read that again? kicked it? Yeah, that was, that's, wait, that's, that's the title. That's the, the headline. <laughs> Florida man accused of killing iguana uses stand-your-ground defense to try to get charge dropped. And uh, <laughs> I, as a human being, as a, as a person who lives and breathes every day and goes out, if uh, this happened to me, I would probably be doing the same exact thing. But uh, when you're surrounded by a bunch of uh, people who don't think the same way as I do, uh, you can expect this kind of trouble to come into your life. But I thought uh, you were allowed to kill you, Guanas. You, right. you, yes, you, you are. You have to do it humanely. Okay? So, but now... Did we do it humanely? I, I felt like we did. I mean, I thought we did. Yeah, well, I you mean, guys... what's humanely? What did this guy do? You guys shot him? Is that what uh, your air no, guns? Uh, I, no, we hooked him. We brought him in, and I put a knife in his skull. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty humane. humane. That's I mean, humane. That's, see, he seemed pretty at peace. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty now, quickly. <laughs> now, let me read the story at the top. Of, I just want to give you the quick synopsis here. By the time animal control officer found the green iguana, uh, blood was flowing from its mouth and nostril. Its head appeared to be injured, and it's breath- it was breathing but unconscious, according to the arrest report, accusing a man of torturing the creature. The iguana died while in the back of the officer's <laughs> animal control truck. <laughs> and they, of course, subsequently, the smart individuals down in uh, Palm County, uh, Palm Beach County, arrested P.J. Patterson, 43, and charged him. He got him arrested? Come ch- on. Charged him with animal cruelty for allegedly, no. now get this, allegedly kicking, throwing, and stepping on the animal until it was near death. If it was biting him and he had nothing to kill it with, well, what they, don't, they, don't, do? they don't get to that part yet. So you got to get you got to get through all the emotional part first. He uh, <laughs> he uh, later employed the unusual argument that in his defense, the iguana started it. Hey, this man stands six foot three. The three foot iguana had viciously attacked him, and he was uh, and that he should be immune from prosecution under Florida Stand Your Ground law, which allows a person to use force against someone who poses an imminent threat. Someone, one, someone. That but, means be a person. But it also holds that a person is not obligated to retreat or th- is threatened. They say it does not apply to reptiles. So if an alligator attacks you from the bank, you're not allowed to thrash and kick and stab and poke and crush it with a rock and bite it on the face or whatever it is I'll you got to do. My thumbs That's in his eyes. No, you could hit it with a bank stick. You can do all that, but you cannot poke it in the eyes and do all those other. If things. If it's bite me, I'm gonna oh. poke him in the eyes. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, you're well, going to arrest it for it, too, I guess. Right? And then and in the middle of this story, they have to bring in, of course, to stand your ground, and they have to bring up, you know, Zimmerman. Ugh, you really? know, they have to bring that into, well, it is the Washington Post. So they had to bring up this. They're saying that if this man is actually convicted of animal cruelty, he faces a maximum of five years in prison no. or a fine of up to $10,000. Now, first of all, I, I don't think, you know, that's a way to dispatch an animal. Okay, so I'm not saying that, you know, if you're trying to kill it, that's not not what you need to be putting it through. But 
I haven't heard of too many iguana attacks. It usually is going to start with somebody engaging that creature. If you, you walk know. up on oh, one, they're very the males are very aggressive. They will run after you, and they will whip you with their tail like the a tail bull does whip. hurt. <laughs> uh, I know for a fact because my wife used to have one, and this thing was about six foot long, lived in the backyard, would climb up in the big pine tree, and during certain times of the year when they're feeling a little frisky, they get very territorial, and if you get up on them, and we know that that's that time of year, uh, right here in the state of Florida, they will run at you and they will leap at you with their claws. I mean, them suckers got claws, bro. And then they'll also whip at you with the tail, which hurts like it will, can draw blood. So can. the thing that they're getting him on is because of the fact that uh, you're allowed to humanely kill them. Correct. So they're thinking that he went and so the animal must die instantly without suffering. So they're saying this guy kind of pushed it too far by... Uh, you know, hitting it, kicking it, throwing it. Well, apparently, it, and then run over and stomp on its head. So, uh, all right, so let me it. ask you this: since we're talking, what we did when we were down there, we actually hooked it, we snag hooked them. Now, is that abuse before we killed it? Well, I mean, we had to catch it first. We had to catch it first, which we fought him. And we he went to the water. We're trying to pull him out of the water. Is that abuse? Well, we can do that with fish. Well, yeah, you can, and you so can, and you can dispatch it fish. any way you want to once it's in your hands. But the, you know, it's first off, it's an invasive species, so that right there kind of takes a little shine off the apple, if you know what I mean. But uh, they're saying that in this motion, they said, "Here's what happened: the man um, was uh, walking down the street, iguana's well-being. He saw it crossing the street near a public park." Uh, brought the iguana back to safety, left it alone as people started to gather it uh, and pet it. Then the reptile became agitated, and before Patterson could remove it from the crowd, the iguana leaped forward, bared its sharp teeth. I don't know about that. And uh, tried to bite him. It missed. He tried to distract it. Wouldn't, atter- wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go away. It attacked others that were there, and he tried to move the iguana out of the area, and it bit him on his right arm, bleeding from an arm. He kicked the iguana as far as he could. The altercators between him and the wild beast took place, and it left the wild so, beast so incapacitated. So what I hear is the man actually was handling the iguana and got bit. Well, after a crowd gathered. After they picked it up and they were bringing it back for other people's entertainment. Yeah. He deserves to get bit. Well, that is, in a way, I can see if that, If you're too. being stupid with the animal, then yes, you deserve what you get. Okay. If you're if you're catching it to dispose of it or eat it, then no. Yeah. Well, so I I do I do understand that concept. Yeah. So. Well, they're saying that uh, using the stand your ground law may not go far enough. That uh, he's going to incur some take, sort of punishment. If you take the bank robbers and you bring them in your house, and you start feeding them dinner and having a conversation with them, and then all of a sudden you get unhappy that they're in there. You know. That's like if you're in a car with somebody who robbed the bank, you're still with the car yeah. in the car with somebody who robbed the bank, so you're still going to get in trouble. Well, but the it, guy allegedly kicked the reptile 17 times, uh, allegedly. Was there an eyewitness? And uh, while it tried to escape and laughed iguana. about the situation with friends as the iguana lay on the ground motionless and unresponsive. Yes. So all that's going to go into you know the savage beating of the uh, iguana and dispatching. All I got to say, people are stupid. 
Well, you know, the thing is, is like Bill George said, if he would have stepped out back, taken a Gamo 22 and went and killed it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, and, and regardless, if you're going to dispatch something, do it humanely. It, it, it it's, shouldn't have to be a law. It should be as quick as possible. I mean, same thing on the hog hunt. We, we if use the, it the situation the warrants it. But I'm saying that if you're being attacked by something, you should be able to do whatever it is you need to do to, to defend yourself. But Whether that I, be stand your ground or just saving your own butt. But I do not believe in my heart, in listening to that story, that the man was needing to defend himself after the initial thing. I can I would believe he continued to pursue said animal after being bit in front of a bunch of other people looking like a fool. He got his his pride was hurt <laughs> and he goes, I'm gonna take it out on the animal because I'm an no. idiot. Well it's looking at it might cost him five years and ten grand. So we'll see. On the phones this morning, Richard's calling in. Hi Richard, how are you? How are you doing, brother? It's We're, good to oh talk to you. Oh, my again. Lord. We're doing good. Is this this good old boy from Georgia that does some shark fishing? Yeah, man. <laughs> There's a lot going on up here right now. A lot going on down there, too. Where Where are you when you say up here? Where are you at? We're up on um, the, the Gulf side, uh, St. George, Cape Sandblast, uh, Beach area. Obviously not close to your cell tower. <laughs> Just saying. No, no, not close to a cell tower. <laughs> now, are you guys fishing, or are you just um, out messing? We're headed. We're headed there now. I've got to do a surf fishing charter uh, at eleven o'clock. Very nice. How are the uh, fish been biting these days? Uh, everything's been going good. I mean, you know, the pump I know have slowed down, of course, but uh, everything else has picked up. A few drum here. Spanish coming in, King starting to bust the water out in front of us. I mean, you know, looking good. You bring uh, a lot of monster sharks in? right now. Well, that's up yeah. there up in the panhandle. It's all getting there. It's just now left here a week ago, and True. it takes a while to get up there. So, uh, that, that's correct. But we just we traded out our kingfish for sharks because apparently they're all here now. So, at least according to the the media and everywhere else. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all over the place. They're it, everywhere. It, yeah. You know, the funny thing about this, and I wanted to come on the show this morning to talk about it, you got a lot of people fishing uh, for sharks right now, but they really don't know what they're doing, which is not good, but it's not bad either, you know. Um, to me, you know, people need to research what they're doing before they go do it, and I'll, I'll explain. There was a, a fellow down, down there by in Mexico Beach that pulled up a hammerhead shark. Well, they drug it up all the way on the beach, and it died. Ooh, not good. Now, against the law, that is, FWC rules, you cannot bring a hammerhead out of the water at all. They are endangered. The only one you can do is a bonnet head. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, bonnet head. So the the fish died. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but he plastered it all over Facebook on social media. And you know how FWC does. That's pretty much a guaranteed stamp that you're yes, uh, broke the law. So, I, can't, I can't bring a black we'll tip up. You can bring a black tip. You just yeah, can't bring. Oh, you said the only thing I can bring yeah. is a bonnet head. In, in that, in that, that no, 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 species. You know, with a weird funky head. Out of the, out of the hammerhead species, the oh, only okay. one you can bring ashore would be the bonnet head. Well, you know, everything we were... else is supposed to. Go ahead. Everything is supposed broke. to what? Everything else is supposed to be. 
everything else is supposed to be the water is supposed to be half of their gill line and you're supposed to quickly release as possible which means that if you think it's going to die or if you fought it for a long time you need to pretty much just cut the hook and let it ride but uh, um, that, that not bring, try to do the picture thing well that brings me to this question because we were talking to erica earlier and how many people that she even was fishing with on a regular basis didn't know you had to have a reef permit to go out and catch snapper and then that there were also certain hooks that you could use and not use. And I know that when the gotcha. when the new rules came out with the shark fishing rules, that also changed for that, too. I mean, there has to be certain hooks. You there has to be certificate. Certain, you yep. have to have a certificate if yep. you're going to be yep. off on the beach uh, fishing for sharks. You got to take their little shark course. You got to take their little shark course now if you're going to fish for sharks at all. Now, uh, but my advice to you would be take it anyway so you knew. Well, yeah. Richard, I got a question on, the, on, the, on that shark course. Is that a yearly course that you have to do? Go ahead. Yeah. You do have to do it every year? Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, you have to do it every year. It's annually. Yeah. Yeah. When well, your license got, runs out, you need again. to redo it. Well, that way, if there's it. any changes or anything, that way they'll bring it up in the uh, the class, I'm sure. But if you're going to go out, did, what was the hook changes that they made for sharks? Can't use stainless anymore? Only, only thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you have to use something that will rust out, and it has to be a full circle, not offset circle. Right. Yeah. So basically, the same kind of things you would use offshore, except for the stainless part. Right. But uh, that's that's correct. But now, what about? I know that Bill George and I, of course, he lives in the gray area. Uh, I know that you could use a kayak to drop your bait off off of a beach. You can go and you could put your Chum bag out uh, if you did it from a boat or hanging off the side of a boat, but you can't just you know chum up the waters and all that stuff out off by the beach. Not at all. That is correct. Chumming off the beach is prohibited. If you're in a boat and not a kayak, I'm gonna say that that way. Motorized boat, you are legally you can legally chum, but you're supposed to be. Uh, I want to say it's 400 yards off the beach is what the idea. There's not a rule on that, but that's just covering you to make sure you're safe you what know, if i use a drone think, you know they bend the laws you know well you know bill george lives in the bending the law area so uh when you say you can't use a kayak Listen. technically that is a boat so um and uh yeah. for the most but, part but it's not motorized what it if i have it required to be motorized hold on bill hold on it's, what a, if it's I, not bill. bending true, the law true. if it's within the law yeah see that's what i'm saying you gotta uh, you, you gotta true. know what you gotta know and as Bill George pointed out, there's nothing yeah. to keep you from taking a chum bag, tying it to a kayak, and taking it out, anchoring right, Bill, it off thirty feet off shore. You, you don't even. You could be sitting in the kayak on the shore. That's true. That is true. You're in what a boat. What about if I had a drone? Is a drone I, legal? A I'm drone gonna is have legal. To, I'm going to have to agree with him. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's it's I, just I'm what have the to law agree. is. I mean, yeah, it's so, true. It's how you look at it and how you read it and how you perceive it. And then I guess whichever person runs up on you, uh, mm-hmm. how they perceive it. You just I sit guess. there and say, I mean, theoretically, to the officer, "Am I fishing from a vessel?" I'm in a yes. boat. Well, am we, I fishing from? It's a vessel. Well, we used to say here that's on the true. show, "Don't be the test subject." But if you'd like to be the test subject, go right ahead and do that. No. But uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, and let, let us know, please. Let it, us know. I'd yeah. like to know. No, it's like when we went out <laughs> on the on the Dunedin. If we were on one side of the 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 causeway there i might have needed a shark fishing license but i was on a rocky side that doesn't support sunbathing so i'm not needing a shore fishing license that is true you did say that correct speaking 
speaking of that, speaking of that, I want to bring up a subject real quick. All right. Okay, so on the NSB Beach, uh, NSB area, um, they were uh, – some guy decided he was going to shark fish. Now, this is a highly swim area. I mean, there's people like – it's like Panama City, just the beach sure. is covered. He jumps in a kayak and takes his rod right on off about 300 yards and drops it. Yep. Now, I understand that he, he has a license and whatever, but the the rules state that if there's a crowded beach, you move away fish. from swimmers. Well, he did, okay? 300 yards. But then somebody brought up, what if he was there at, at 6 o'clock and there was no swimmers, then all of a sudden the swimmers shown up. There goes your gray area. Did, so He is not prohibited yes, from right, fishing there. you're right, but ethically, Ethically, you're shark fishing in a very populized beach, so it's going to frown on the shark fishing community. Let me say that. Correct. It's not about so much rules no more. It's about what you're making the shark fishermen that really do this for a living look like. Correct. It's called common sense. Yeah. 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 Kind of a little bit of respect. I I agree with I was there first, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that, but... That crowded beach of all beaches, you know, that'd be like running to Panama City and kayaking one off in a thousand people. I just, that's not really smart, you know. All right, brother. Hey, I we don't got to see how you can fit. Richard, we got to take a break, man. Hey, good luck today. Get some fish on the line. I want to see some pictures. I will. I'll see you. Talk uh, to you soon. All right, brother. See you, Richard. Bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a fast break, you guys. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford. Be right back. Quickly, before we get out of here, we are the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun, Vince Noble, uh, Bill George, and Diego. I know that Bill George has got to get out of here quick. He's got a bee problem that he's got to get handled. Yep. Apparently, uh, some bees have had residence in the pop-up where the electrical plug comes out that you plug it in if you were like actually at a place that had electricity. The bees managed to go in there and have set up home in the pop-up. Is there honey? Of course, oh, I'm sure honey. there's. Oh, honey. I'm in. Some good honey. Let's in smoke them out. Get that honey. So wait, you got a, you got rescuers coming for your bees? We do. We do. We have some people coming out that we're going to come and uh, try to get the bees and put it's them a, in a hive. It's an interesting process to see. I had one up in my oak tree, and uh, a gentleman came out with a cherry picker, and I uh, had to uh, uh, dig through the thing, find the queen. Once I get her, everybody kind of like joins in with her and. Follows. I was going to say, do I get to keep the honey? And he said, uh, no, they take that with them so that they have the nutrition and everything there to rebuild all over again. You know, sure. so well, that's that, smart. I didn't know that. Well, you know, I didn't know this, but, uh, you know, uh, when they use the smoke, what that does is it calms the bees down for one reason. He was telling me that they gorge themselves on honey. Yes. They they suck it up with them so that they could, it's like they're packing. It, it's it, like, here's a fire, grab what you can, and they're sucking up honey so they can all fly away at, together and take it with them. And that's and why. And they sit there and use their wings to keep the, yeah. the hive Don't cool. they get heavy when they get all that? I yes. That's what makes them lethargic. Or, uh, they're not really lethargic, but it, it just really got a full belly. So they're like, uh, you know, you, you sting them, Vince. I, I, I'm still, I'm packing. So they're a pot player that can't take off the runway. Exactly. So, uh, well, good luck with that. And it's nice to know I, I would at least try to get a couple of chunks of it. I'm sure there's some orange yeah. blossom uh, 
uh, nobules in there somewhere that would be quite delicious. Yeah, I don't know what they've been feeding on out my way. I mean, there's a lot of cows. I mean, I don't think that <laughs> would. Ta- it could be tasted kind of beefy. Beefy yeah, honey would be, uh, be kind of gross. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I let's put know. a little Worcestershire on there or something. That would be good. But uh, but then after that, um, uh, your brain is going to be switched over to gator season. Gator season. We got to keep making equipment. I mean, it's it's going to be busy. I. I know we got some, you know, orders who have been uh, trickling on through. And yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting. Uh, Bill, what are you going to do? With class? Did they put in an order? I think so. I think okay. Dylan uh, emailed it over, but uh, we, okay, we got all the wicked lights in, so we're all good. No, we're just waiting for your big sharpie things. All right, well, and your bangy uh, bangy. I things. need to get with you so I can walk through the process again because I hate doing it by myself. To too, get my tags. too late now to get your tags. Well, we've already gone through phase one. Phase two ended on five thirty one, and so now you're 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 scraping at the bottom of the barrel. That's but right, there's boy. good luck. There's good right Calhoun County, which is up where um, Jonathan, where Jonathan is, is. Yeah, those tags are always available. I could, in my name, pick up some tags at sixty nine dollars for two tags. You pay fifty dollars. I don't know that we're going to find an alligator in Calhoun County <laughs> since nobody ever applies for them. I understand there's a river that flows through there, but. Nobody ever buys the tags, so that tells me it's not a great place to hunt. But, but it could be. But it could be. There could be if, some monsters if in there. somebody like Jonathan's family could find some good connections to some places up there, we might be able to find some, oh, yeah. some places to idea. go to. And you could do a hog hunt and, and a, a gator, gator hunt. hunt. Let's do that. No, 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 no. You could do a hog hunt, get the lungs from the hog. And use it for the gator. Use a bait for alligator. Yeah, peg it no, up, that's man. That's brilliant. Oh, that is. Let's 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 do this. I tell let's you, I see a storyline coming. I see a huge storyline. So coming. do I. <laughs> Two idiots dead in Calhoun <laughs> County. Monster fifteen footer rips boat apart, eats all aboard. Yeah, so, that would be an no, awesome. Let's, let's, well, let's do that. I, Calhoun hasn't been hunted in twenty years. This dinosaur has been here for at least nine hundred years. Well, I <laughs> tell you, here's Bill holding. Has been it, known to locals as Old Hitler. I'm sure all the good tags are gone. They pretty much are in the first go round. But you know, we can always keep hearing think people complain about the non residents. In the total applications that were, were taken in, okay, 2.59% were non-residents. Of all the applicants, only 2.59%. Really? Yes. So. Well, Duck Dynasty and, I mean, uh, Swamp People, uh, you know, the show's kind of waning. So I don't think you have all those people that are coming down basically to – to uh, be a part of that anymore. They've been there, done that. You know, the ones that wanted to do it are yeah. going to be there. And uh, you know what? That says a lot. That says good it, things about the locals getting out and, and going out it, and wanting to get things done. So yeah. I'm all for that. And of the I people, like it. And of the people who got permits, 97.7% went to residents. Only 2.3% went to non-residents. That's wow. awesome. I like that. So it, they are not, and and those people who do get drawn, they have to pay a thousand dollars to the state. So you know, they're not they are not tying up all the permits. Yeah, and there's plenty of them available, and I know that uh, we've had a lot of shoppers coming in looking for stuff, getting ready for gator season through uh, phase one, two, and everybody. You know, they're 
You always have the latecomers, and then I know uh, Double G, uh, G2 is already out. He's done with his watermelons for the year, so he's back out, you know, hunting lizards again. Even though the market's not all that great, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, and I know he indulges in a lot of the meat sales type stuff, so yeah. um, uh, that's still out there, and there's still uh, tags available. But it was interesting that what was the lake that went out in like 20 minutes or okay. whatever, first 20 applications? What, what are the things I do when I'm <laughs> no, looking at was, this data is the, you know, what goes first, okay? Lake Parker has only got two permits for it, but the one permit, the 20th person who applied got Lake Parker. So if you wanted that hunt, you had to be within the first 20 people, okay, to get it. It's just amazing. That's crazy, man. Well, I got skunked all three last year, so hopefully the third time, <laughs> this third, yeah, I'm getting mine. All or right. you can get some of those leftover tags. I say end. we do Calhoun. Let's do that. <laughs> Calhoun will be good. All right, go out and enjoy your weekend. It's going to be a great one. going to be a little bit of rain. I'm enjoying it. Let's bring it on. I'm ready for it. I'm not ready for the heat yet, but the rain I'm good with. See you next Saturday. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thanks, Vince, for coming in. You're you welcome, man. Thanks for having me, bro. See you next weekend, everybody.